And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbrough. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog with the Big Hulk. What's up, everybody? It's the Big Hulk. Uh, I'm super excited. Um, the weather, it's nice as hell out. The weather's been... Um, very inconsistent, but I will tell you one thing. My allergies have been extremely consistent and good God. Um, but I'm happy to be in the lab with sleep dog. We got a great pod and, um, not a lot of basketball from the college level, but excited to get it going. We'll get back in here. We'll talk about anything and everything. Good golem, Miss Pollen, dude. I've been sneezing all day. My eyes itch. They were swollen. My throat hurts. Uh, what a time to be alive, man. I love spring. Spring is sprung. Uh, Tar Heel season is over, as we talked about last pod. What the fuck are we going to do now? Well, you're about to find out. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to get into the Masters. I uh, saw some interesting uh, things down the stretch here. I'd rearrange the the, the nest, by the way. Uh, really bad idea, because now I'm turn off sideways trying to look at our list here. Uh, came down to Scheffler and uh, Scheffler, I think that's his name. Um, you know, about 37 putts left to uh, close out the Masters. He did. Cam Smith let, made me look bad because I picked him to win. And damn, it looked like he, I was going to be right. And then he started playing like old sleep dog on fucking back nine. And then Rory was hanging around, as he often does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, man, we'll get into that a little bit. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Very short stint talking about the NHL playoffs because if you know us, you know we know about two players on the team. But you also know we'll be there come playoff time. And then Big Hawk's going to get in a little bit about whether we think uh, who do you think might stay, might go? Because we can't just let go of the the heels altogether. We've got a spring game coming up. A few things we'll get into uh, related to the Tar Heels. But, dude, we got to get into the Masters, man. I, you know what I learned for myself this time is uh, two things don't go together. Um, putting and being named Cam. And we saw that on full display. Uh, we've seen it on full display on our private rendezvous with our uh, good friend very Cam. exclusive yeah elusive uh, yeah these <laughs> these big time places we play uh where the grass is overgrown and uh you saw it on display at the masters i thought max homa said the funniest thing about the whole thing what's his name is it scotty scheffler yeah how he two putted to win and max homa four said putted. four putted sorry and max homa said well you might as well six putt just to say you did it i thought that was really funny <laughs> uh i thought that dude was kind of a dick but it turns out i guess he's not i must have you know i don't i didn't follow that he's close, about but. as proper as a napkin okay um he is a napkins can be very proper i'm learning that in my old uh well if you go to a formal planning. setting you yeah. won't have a clue you got to do you got to do our the, napkins buddy the B B's and D maybe. with your hand, because that's where the drinks go, and then oh, the yeah. bread goes right there where it yeah. makes a B. Uh, Fraser taught me that, but um, wow. yeah, that guy is uh, sleep. He is a, I don't know, sees a, a, a square. Okay, yeah, yeah, he looks like it. He seems a little like a dud, but he's fucking good at golf, isn't he? Hell yeah. He, uh, I thought Cameron Smith was. I, I, he's not the guy I expected to crack. Uh, but he did, and he didn't play well at all. But damn, Scheffler, dude. And Tiger, I thought it was funny, man. You know what I noticed about Tiger and the Masters? And, dude, I'm a Tiger stan just like everybody else. But, dude, <laughs> he loves to limp when, like, when the cameras are on and then, like, the rest of the – like, he came off 18, and I was like – somebody just came up and just cross-checked him right on the 18th green, and he, like, hobbled up the hill. And, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I ain't taking anything away from him. He's way more uh, – you know, he probably had way more pain than I would be out there. But 
I don't know. I thought it was funny. I'm like, dude, come on, bro. You're laying on a little thick right now, Tiger. I told somebody, I said, if Tiger uh, makes it to Sunday and he's in like the final pairing and he's in the hunt, he's going to be crawling to his ball uh, on the back nine. He's just going to, he's going to embellish every, every swing is just going to be followed with a grunt, a snort, a limp. And then he's by the back nine, he'll just be crawling and the crowd will just be loving it and the media will just run with it. Am I a Tiger fan? Eh, probably not. Um, but is 99.9% of the population a Tiger fan? Absolutely. That's probably why I'm not a Tiger fan. Um, but I respect him coming back from almost being amputated to um, what the media has made out to look like he was about to uh, do the 100-meter dash in the <laughs> Olympics um, after each shot. But, you know, shout out to him for coming back and being on the big stage again. It's good to see him out there. Dude, everybody was was fiending for it on the first day. And it's like, man, it's a long it, – that, that that tells you something about golf, right? I mean, like Tiger's good. It's, it's hard enough to be even as good as Tiger is. Like You're just never going to be in the running every single, you know – Thursday, but he came out pretty well. And then like, dude, it just shows you that those guys, bro, you play, you go out on a, on a dude's trip and you get about that third round, you know, on usually it's probably a Saturday if you're on a guy's trip and you're like, I'm fucking sick of golf, dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it's those guys going out there and they go in, they play the practice round they're doing all this other stuff. They go, that blows my mind. They go to the range after it and all that sort of stuff. I mean, dude, walking, walking 18, I mean, if if your sleep dog walking eighteen, it'd be about seven and a half miles because I zigzag across that some bitch for about five and a half hours. But those guys, about three and a half hours, they're a little longer from tee to green, um, but probably you know six miles, you know, <laughs> and and they've done a lot of stand, you know you're on your feet all day, dude. I don't know, man. It's uh tougher than it looks, and um, you know, <laughs> dude. In Tiger looks seen the same Private Ryan out there, dude. I was like, oh, you gonna be okay? <laughs> Uh, but Scheffler, dude, I didn't, I, you know, honestly, I didn't see a ton of the Masters. And one thing that I can't wait thinking is, I don't know if just like times are changing or if I'm changing or whatever, but like Jim Nance is getting old to me, dude. Like hot take. It's just that whole like that music um, and then his whole little like spiel. I'm like, bro, just get to the point. Yeah. And then they got Rinaldi. Tom Rinaldi is acting act like it's a notebook. Every time somebody, you know, comes off the 18th green, he starts <laughs> asking them about their, you know, their dad and all this other sort of stuff, trying to make everybody cry. And it's, uh, you know, it, it was, it's a spectacle, man. It's like it's symbolic of spring. And I think that's why so many people are into it. But, dude, the electricity for me was gone this year, man. It just didn't seem like – one thing about Tiger is if Tiger's in the running, dude, everybody's watching. Love mm -hmm. him, hate him, whatever. And, you know, it was cool to see him back, but – after Friday, when he wasn't in contention anymore, I didn't really care. Yeah, sleep. I'm with you. Uh, if I'm an announcer, or, you know, broadcaster, whatever, I'm there after Scheffler uh, four putts. I'm, I'd be like, "Congrats on the on oh, yeah. winning the Masters!" But what the fuck did you just do on the 18th? Um, that looked like me. Yeah. Um, you know, if in all you people that have never seen Cam Sexton play golf. That is textbook cam. It's something to behold. And, you know, he gets there in two and four putts. Uh -huh. And not only was the four – like, it was within the five-foot range, um, four putts, because you just can't get it in the hole. Um, but, Sleep, I'm – you know, I'm right there with you. I've always – 
you know, I like Jim Nance, and uh, he, I like him. Yeah, I think he, he's great. Yeah, he's like, great. He's iconic, and at this I had point, enough of him after March Madness. Yeah, I agree, and he, you know, it's a lot to go from listening to every game he does because he always gets a big time games. Yeah. And uh, he has just become, at this point, I mean, I think he's just got a routine down, and he just, it's just like turning on a machine. <laughs> um, but the machine is starting to, you know, it's getting a little older, and sometimes when you turn it on, uh, you don't know if you're going to have to, you know, get this segment going or whatever. But uh, there is no more calming voice than Jim Nance, and I will go to sleep within 10 minutes of listening to anything he says. Uh, but the Masters was great, and I agree, Sleep. It was great to see Tiger out there. Um, and as he's getting older and kind of the injuries that he's going through, I can tell you um, the most exhausting thing in golf is the mental aspect of staying in for three days. And, you know, usually when we go on these guys' trips, we're not doing the recovery process. We're not trying to get a – Yeah, we ain't getting know, an ice bucket. Yeah, we're not getting an ice bucket and having somebody come over and making sure rehabbing an injury. And There's ice in the bucket, but it ain't us in there with the ice. Yeah, we're coming in off rolling out about three hours of sleep and – you know, we're we're not sure we should uh, <laughs> bath a breath. <laughs> yeah, did Bojangles and Waffle House all weekend, just looking like looking like hell. Look, at what we just came over on the Mayflower when we show up on the first tee three minutes before we're supposed to tee off. Winds blowing. It's uh, it ain't a pretty sight, boys. Got a gallon of coffee. Yeah, ain't, and we ain't walking up with our damn. You know, red shirt on, looking like we're about to stri- stripe it. We're looking like we might uh, stroke out by the by the, end of the front nine, looking for the, looking for the cart girl with the with the pint sized Bloody Marys and the hot dogs. Uh, oh. oh boy! But uh, yeah, man, it was cool. I thought um, the cool thing I think about Tiger though is he's become so much more approachable. Right, like I mean, you see him smiling and laughing, and you know, talking to people, and it's in a way for me, man. It's like when I was a kid, it was like such a Jordan fan, you know. It's like famously in his Hall of Fame speech, man. He just couldn't couldn't be satisfied at any point in time with like, man. I've, and now you start to see it some, I think, with Jordan, as he seems like he's eased up a little bit, right? And that not everything is such a challenge. And I feel like one of the things about Tiger is that you are actually getting to see that while he still plays and let's face it man he made the cut at the masters um so he's still good so i you know, obviously not in his prime but he's also i mean he's you know his twilight's better than probably half three quarters of the tour mm-hmm. uh at their peak so you know it's kind of nice to see him like um you know become human a little more human i guess um you know in these rounds because you know, it's almost like he's at peace with what he's accomplished, and that, that's a cool thing to witness as a fan. Yeah, I agree with you, and I really like that aspect. It's almost like he's writing his own story, and you know, as we've watched Tiger through the years, we've seen people come out with, "Well, this is what Tiger's kind of like," and this is now that he's kind of you know let his guard down, and he's kind of let people in, and we've seen him more, you know, from a father perspective with his son playing in these events, and I just think it's really cool, and then. You know, in a way, we feel much more connected. And Mm -hmm. in a way, for me, I like Tiger more now. You know, I used to think, you know, I read read the, what is it, Hank Haney, uh, his book, and I walked away from that like, you know, Tiger's kind of an asshole. Yeah, he just shit cans everybody, doesn't he? Yeah, and now to see that, you know, he has these glimpses where he's smiling and is human, you know, I like to see that, especially in the great athletes. You know, you'll see it in like – you know, regular athletes or professional athletes, but the great ones, MJ, Zacobis, uh, Tiger, Tom Brady, and all these guys, 
you know, it's it's hard to really get a message from them. And there's so many people that are, well, he's doing this, that, or that. And it's just good to see that somebody's coming out and breaking out of their shell and saying, hey, this is how it can be done too. And uh, it's good to see that from Tiger, especially after being guarded for years. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about what happened though. We got uh wow, Cameron Smith wound up finishing five under. I like I I was kind of like casually watching it. Um like I thought I called it and I was about to come on here and just just gloat about it, but let's see what old Cam did on the last day. So at one point early on, I mean it was uh he was down a stroke. Yeah, he birdied the first two holes, mm-hmm. and I think Scheffler had bogeyed one. What's, no, no, he didn't. He but. had a meltdown on the par three, right? What is that, 13 or 11? 12. 12, yep. Six, sixer. Yeah. Ooh, that's had where, a four-hole stretch, four stretch there looked a lot like old sleep dog. Well, actually, there's a birdie in there. Yeah, he shot a 73. It's a, he only shot plus one, but that was wild. He had four birdies and shot a plus one. No, five birdies. Six birdies. I'm clearly incapable of reading a scorecard. Dude has six birdies and went plus one. Yeah, and Scheffler, um, he didn't have his best round of the week, but he had such a good uh, lead that it didn't really matter. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Did JT or Rory post like a 64? Rory had a 64 yesterday. Yeah, Rory played unbelievable, and his shot from the bunker that he holed out was really cool. And then um, what's his name? Uh, Malakari, what's it? How do you say his name? Morikawa. Yeah. More Morikawa, his uh, hole out from the bunker right after Rory. That was uh, to me. That was probably um, one of the best shots all. You know the whole Masters. Yeah, dude. And Rory's celebration was so <laughs> like you could tell he didn't know what to do. So he like threw his club in the sand, like kind of weird. It was that was pretty funny. I like seeing that. Yeah, there's dude. not enough celebrating in golf. Yeah, and, you know so you don't have to lock in. You know, Scheffler and his. Um, what is it? The vest on the one day when it was like windy and almost freezing <laughs> out. That was taking yeah. it off, putting it on, taking and it off. It's like so superstitious about it. Did you see the um, the meme about him putting on the green jacket? Yeah, <laughs> and his arms all like. <laughs> so Hideki doesn't speak a he speaks uh-uh. no English, and so he did the um, the post game or the post round interview, and you know it just was like. Um, it kind of felt bad because they didn't really include him yeah. because he had no clue what anybody right. was saying. Right. And then they went to put the, the vest on. and uh, The jacket or the vest? The jacket. Okay. And uh, <laughs> old uh, Hideki was like, congrats, and then just walks off. <laughs> it was really funny. I like Hideki, too, a yeah, lot. He's, he's a, a really he, good dude, golfer. He's a great player. And he apparently had one of the best dinners in Masters. Yeah, that's what everybody was talking about. The sashimi about. and – Yeah. Sleep, what would be your uh, dinner oh, if you won the Masters? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, probably pizza and ice cream, dude. I mean, I would just – I'd let people I would let people know who I am. Sir Pizza, the ice cream king. I, I, I would not do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is – I would bring in Wagyu beef – uh-huh. You're talking about bone-in fillets for everybody. Okay. No, not fillets. Bone-in ribeyes. Bone-in ribeyes. Bone-in okay. ribeyes. And then uh, fully loaded baked potatoes. Okay. Um, so see- basically Outback. Basically, yeah. Blooming onion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thunder from down under, dude. Dude, don't sleep on those. <laughs> sleep uh, dog, don't sleep on dessert. That's the only thing I don't sleep on. But... Uh, you know, my drink of choice, me and sleep, we love the the yeah. whiskeys. I think I would bring in the – I would have to do a stag, oh, George yeah. T. Stag. Oh, yeah. Eagle 17. Very, very – double eagle, very rare. 
Oh, dude. They have to wheelchair people oh, out of there. <laughs> Wouldn't nobody be playing another round after I got done? Was dinner Is dinner after the whole thing, or is it? It's the night before, I think, the first round. Oh, wow. And yeah. so the winner uh-huh. from the previous year, you know, you, you get Bro. to pick. You pick the yeah. dinner. You pick the chef. You pick yeah. the, the drink. And so it's always a big discussion. Oh, wow. What wine is going to be? <laughs> mm. And we know wine, dude. People be. I would have a leg up on everybody on the first tee because I would make sure everybody was blackout. Yeah. So all the non golfers, if you win the Masters, which is probably would you say the biggest U.S. Um, Easy, yeah. Yeah. And so if you win that, you get a dinner the night before the first round, and you get to pick the whole of the dinner. next year. Yeah, of the next year. Plan the menu. Yeah. And then everyone who has won the Masters prior can come to the dinner. And you have to wear a green jacket because if you win the Masters, you get a green jacket. If you don't know that, then just turn this uh, podcast yeah. right off. Go ahead. Over um, forensic files. And so, you know, it would be a cool experience. I mean, I think that might be the best part of winning the Masters uh, outside of getting millions. Dude, I'd have a coal-fired oven in there, dude, and I'd be, I'd be whipping out pizzas, dude. I mean, it'd just be like um, – bucking the trend i mean I, you know you could do something fancy that's the thing though is i feel like everybody always tries to go fancy because it's augusta right like i would i would i'd stick to who i am dude i'd be doing totino's pizza rolls uh thin crust pizza maybe a red baron um you just never know dude there's some there's some uh there's some good pizza out there. I, I might just bring in the bowberry biscuits for the mm. uh the dessert yeah dude. extra icing i would like to see what john daly's gonna have for his dinner if he, i mean could you imagine Bro, cigarettes for an appetizer <laughs> Just eat the butter. I, uh, dude, one of the first times I ever hung with Big Hawk, dude, he went to Bojangles and brought a hefty bag full of food. And I didn't realize that it was 90% of it was for him. Um, there was at least seven biscuits in that bag. Um, not a healthy eater. So, uh, <laughs> favorite, one of my favorite restaurants. Oh, it's a good one. Um, what else was I going to say about the Masters? It was probably equally stupid. But yeah, I mean, the whole thing is is cool, pomp, circumstance, all that sort of stuff, the dinner and all that. Um, you know, I didn't realize that you yeah, I would I would be my strategy would be <laughs> give people some like curry or something to just destroy their stomach oh, so that shit. I can go out there with the advantage. Shishwan spice. Uh, yeah, dude. Um like on uh Ola Long Came Polly. Um you ever see that movie? No. Bro, Ben Stiller, Jennifer Anderson? No, I need to check it. <laughs> Bro, this is one of the top all-time movies, dude. He's like a germaphobe. And so <laughs> he he's like an insurance guy and he's always like risk averse and she's kind of like a sort of scatterbrain, you know, uh I don't I forget what her job is or something like that, dude. And they go to like this uh she's very adventurous and stuff and he's like super con- or not conservative, but like, you know, like I said, just risk averse. Mm-hmm. And they go to this Indian restaurant and then go out like salsa dancing and all this stuff and it's just classic Ben Stiller, dude. dude I gotta and see it, it just rips up his stomach and he's in her place trying to like, you know, do his thing without letting her know and then and dude you gotta watch this movie it's great i'll watch it. it's one of the top all-time movies that's the one where uh philip seymour hoffman is doing the basketball thing where he's like raindrops and he's just like shooting the ball and clanging it off the metal backboard the whole movie all around is don't worry about these guys they're doing an e true hollywood story on me uh anyway so <laughs> um i'm getting into a little more uh i guess a bad Tough time. It's not hard to get into this one. Maybe we should have led with it because it's hard to get in and out of it. We'll get into Dwayne Haskins, man. Sad news over the weekend. Um, always is when, when when somebody dies unexpectedly, especially so young. Turns out 
I guess Haskins got, um, they still haven't quite figured out what was going on, but he was in Florida working out and uh, for some reason was um, walking on the street and hit by a dump truck, man. And uh, I think he was trying to cross like a cross the major highway, yeah, yeah. And it was late or early, uh, depending on how you look at it. They haven't really come out with many what details. What was the time? I want to say it was like four in the morning or something, but I don't, they, they, they didn't make it sound like, um, you know, like he like anything nefarious was going on. I think I think a lot of people uh, sort of sort of went to that as a possibility because you know to it's it's an obvious question. Unfortunately, is like, well, what was going on? Like, why? How did this happen? But I think in those situations, man, most of the time people, um, you know, people just want to know. They want an answer to it, and um, you know, sometimes there just aren't any. But you know, I was a Washington fan. And uh, so it's weird. You kind of have a a unique um, appreciation for <laughs> you know Haskins and, and following his his career and stuff. And you know, there's a lot of people got in some trouble for you know pointing that he didn't you know didn't really um, hadn't realized his potential or whatever. And of course, you just put all that to the side because it doesn't matter. It's just such a bummer, man. When you yeah, um, when these athletes, celebrities, that sort of stuff, when they die unexpectedly, you like they're part of your lives, right? Because you read about them, you hear about them, you watch them, like, and whether you like it or not, they 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 do have some small space in your everyday life. And when you see something like that happen, uh, it just sucks, man. And so it's a real bummer. Our buddy Mitch, or not our buddy, I don't know him, but he's Carolina, he's Tar Heel. Mitch is in there, and and they were down there together. And so, you know, hopefully all those guys. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know how you how you how you deal with something like this, but, you know, just thoughts go out to him. Yeah, thoughts with the family. He was on – I think he got married last year. He was 23 yeah. or 24, um, gone way too young. And so you just never know. And my one point is to most people who are speculating, why was he out, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. He has a right to be out at that time. He's a human. It's off season. Um, it, it doesn't matter if it's off or in season. Um, he, he has a right to do that. Um, but – um, awful situation. Yeah. So won't, won't stick on it too long. Cause obviously, you know, you don't know, you know, a ton of the details and we could sit here and, and speculate, but you know, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully nothing but, but good things. Um, you know, I kind of learned and taken from the situation and he's remembered, remembered, uh, as he should be, which was probably a great dude. And, and, uh, I mean, <laughs> regardless of what happened in the NFL, man, he was a hell of a football player for a long time. He did a lot of things that a lot of people won't ever do. So rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins, um, NBA playoffs, um, starts with the play in tournament. And that starts April 12th today as we're recording is April 11th. So it starts tonight as you're listening, um, not sure. I guess all four play in games. Yeah, so it's um it's a seven, eight, nine, ten. So the winner of the seven and eight game, if I'm not I think the seven and eight they played, the winner of that takes a seventh seed. Okay. And then so the nine ten play and the loser of that game is eliminated. Then the winner plays uh whoever won the seven eight. And I think they battle it out for the last spot, the eighth seed in the playoffs. But uh, we'll just break it down. Brooklyn's number seven in the East. Cleveland's eight. Atlanta's nine. Charlotte's ten. Um, I think this is game over. I think Brooklyn easily beats Cleveland, and they're in. They're favored by eight and a half. And then uh, out of Atlanta and Charlotte, I think Charlotte's going to win that, and I think Charlotte's going to go on to take Cleveland – 
I've got to be honest, Charlotte's been really fun to watch all year, and I really like Mellow, um, uh, Mellow Ball, and I like um, Miles Bridges, and I really like how the team has developed. They're without Gordon Hayward, who's got an absurd contract. I th- I'm going to pick Cleveland. Cleveland has a bunch of young players, and I've told Sleep this before. Uh, I-, I don't think we have a lot of NBA um, followers that listen to us. But Cleveland, to me, is one of my favorite teams to watch in the NBA. They're a young and upcoming team. Uh, they have um, – um, They got Evan Mobley. They got Okoro. They got Garland. Point guard. Garland is yeah, super – unreal. Super talented. Kevin Love is having a renaissance. This dude's having the time of his life out there. Uh, they got Jared Allen. Great Jared, So what they have is they have uh, Mobley, Allen, um, the Varanus kid. Yep. They got Markkinen. Um, yeah, and then they have um, Kevin Love. By the way, Ed Davis Tarhill oh, is yeah. on that team. Yep. Uh, he gets spot minutes. Better, so, veteran presence. They got Osman, C.D. Osman, I think, is a <laughs> – And so what Cleveland plays old-school basketball, if people, you know, they don't really like the finesse and the youngness of the sport, um, I think Cleveland is going to take that eight seed, and I'm not sure who's one in the uh, the East right now. Who's the number one seed? Uh, Miami. Miami. So that could get dude, interesting. I think so. Dude. I'm not sold on Miami at all. I think they've had some team issues. You saw Jimmy Butler and Spolcher get into it. Um, that could be interesting. You know, they really don't have a superstar, but in the at the end of the day, it's going to be the Bucks or the 76ers. I would love to see DG back into the championship, um, but uh, I think it'll be the Bucks first. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I got to say Phoenix or Golden State. It's going to be interesting to see if Golden State comes. Um, but in the West, the seventh seed, you have uh, Minnesota. The eighth seed, you have the Clippers. The ninth seed, you have New Orleans. And the tenth seed, you have San Antonio. I'm going to go ahead and say Minnesota and Clippers get into uh, the last two spots in the West. And you know, I don't really think it's going to come down to anybody except for Phoenix or Golden State. Dude, so this is the NBA playoffs this year. The NBA in general is one of the, like if you're not watching or like I get it if you don't like the NBA basketball, if you're a college basketball fan or whatever. The NBA, this whole thing about oh they don't play defense and all this sort of stuff has long been the rap on the NBA. Like who gives a shit? Like you don't watch you telling me you want to watch Virginia play Syracuse every day? No, you want to watch offense. So shut the fuck up. So um dude, there's so many storylines in these playoffs. So so Evan Mobley with Cleveland, back to the Eastern Conference. Evan Mobley with Cleveland, probably the rookie of the year. If he's not, it's probably Scotty Barnes. Uh, there's one other. I think it's going to go to the or Cunningham kid, or it could be Cade Cunningham, dude. But yeah. Cunningham, they suck. The thing about the thing about Cleveland is they won a bunch of games. Also, Mobley was out for a while, so Mobley might not win. Cunningham's great. Jalen Green came on late. We were talking about him before we started recording. Uh, you know, kind of a highlight reel type guy, but has had a strong finish. Scotty Barnes, for my money, is is, is you, you can't really argue if he wins it. I there's agree. a lot of great rookies. Uh, Bones Highland and in, in the Western. Uh, uh, side of things. You got Kaminga, who I love in Golden State. You got, I mean, even guys like Jared Butler at Utah are great. So um, New Orleans has got some some good dudes, Herbert Jones and Trey Murphy. So um, uh, Cleveland in, 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 the, in the Nets is a really interesting, this whole play-in thing is really interesting. Like, I just don't see Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, as much as I hate Kyrie, Kevin Durant is nasty, and so is Kyrie. And like, I just don't see them losing. But Cleveland, dude, is is a really good team. 
Um, Evan Mobley is back now. So, so to your point, you you explained it earlier. The winner of the eight seven game is in. Yeah. The loser then has to fight for its life against the winner of the nine ten game, and whoever wins that game is in the eight seat. So, I think what happens is the the Nets beat Cleveland to take the seven seed, where they'll play Boston. That'll make for a hell of a Hell of a series, right? You got mm-hmm. Kyrie back in Boston. You got Durant, who is a monster. And Boston is probably playing as good as anybody in the NBA right now. Then you've got – that would put Cleveland against the winner of Charlotte and Atlanta. Charlotte should win that game, in my opinion. But you got – anytime you run like Trey Young out there, dude, he could go for 40 and just you know win. But I would still have to take Charlotte because, to your point, I think LaMelo is one of the better players – better young players in the league. And then – um you know that's a toss up between between Charlotte and Cleveland. I guess that gets played at the higher seeds. Yes, yeah, so it'll be Cleveland. So I'd have to just lean to Cleveland there. Cleveland, Miami, again, very interesting matchup. Then you got Philly, Toronto. That is a really good matchup to me. I think Philly could, you know, should win that, but I could see that going six or seven games because Toronto is really good. Milwaukee, Chicago, Chicago looked great at the beginning of the season. They sort of uh, tapered off toward the end. Demar Rosen probably having one of the best seasons he's ever had, but you got to go with Milwaukee there. Um, then on the West Coast, uh, I mean the Western Conference, I like what you said. I think, dude, I want to see Anthony Edwards in the playoffs. That's all. That's yeah. the biggest thing. So put Minnesota in. Clippers, I mean, is Kawhi Leonard is still alive? Is he even in the NBA anymore? He's not playing. You got the Spurs are playing really well. And the other crazy things, I was watching this last night, the Pelicans, the fact that they're in the playoff game without Zion, who's basically just went AWOL on their whole team. Um, dude, the Pelicans have played really well for like the last month of the season. Uh, you know, toss up. Can they get past the Spurs? It's funny seeing the Spurs in this position. I don't know. I don't really care. I got Minnesota and whoever the hell else you want because Phoenix going to beat the just breaks off of whoever's the eight seed, to your point. You got Dallas, Utah. That's going to be interesting, especially uh, Luca Cunningham or Luca Cunningham. I got a Luca. Cade Cunningham dual auto a couple of days ago. So I uh, got that on the brain, but Luca pulled up lame with a strained calf. So you got to think that Utah has got the door open to potentially get by them. Golden state, Denver dude, Jokic is insane. Highland is insane. They got a couple good players, but golden state's going to get by them. Memphis is insanely good. Memphis, Minnesota. That's what I want to see. That's going to be a really good job. Morant, Anthony Edwards. You got Carl Anthony Towns. You got a lot of talent, young talent, future of the league in that matchup. Dude, the playoffs are going to be awesome is what I'm saying. I feel like I just said that, all of that, and it sounded like I really knew what the fuck I was talking about. So I'm going to just pause and just relish in that. Sleep, you did a great job, and I am a big fan of NBA uh, playoff basketball. I came in dead last in my fantasy league, by the way. Oh, next to last. Well, you know, most most of the time, the most knowledgeable they they finish near the bottom. I sold out for things. next year. Um, <laughs> Remember, I had to auto draft fucking Kyrie. I sold all my picks, and next year, I literally have maybe every pick in the first two rounds. So, Kyrie is good to go now, and you know him and KD playing with each other. That's going to be really. It seems like they're starting to gel. The real X factor on that is, is Ben Simmons going to play? They said he might be back for the first and, round. And uh, that will be extremely interesting just to have no games with him and just throw him right in there. And, you know, he's going to be a guy that he's not going to want to come off the bench. Um, but with that said, um, I think the East, to me, the East is the most dominant, um, you know, um, they're you know, the most division. balanced, yeah. The yeah. most, yeah. They're the most dominant v- division. Uh, you had the Bucks that won it last year. Um, 
Yeah, so I will say, you know, 76ers bucks or um it's going to be interesting. I to me it comes down to those two teams. I mean, I think Brooklyn doesn't have the the surrounding cast to mm-hmm. really get there. I think it's going to be the Bucks and the 76ers. Although, I'm going to be interested to see how high KD and Kyrie could take this team because, you know, this is where the you know, the stars have a tendency in the NBA, load management. You know, you see some guys that, you know, it looks like they're coasting. In the playoffs, this is – no one coasts in the playoffs. They yeah. study. This is where you see people come to play and be ready. And this is where people make money. So this is going to be super exciting. You know, the, the, the I feel weird saying this. The West is kind of a boring – you know, it's going to be boring. There's to me. like three or four teams that you want to watch. Like Dallas is a great team, but like, I mean, you got Luca and who else? I mean, nobody really cares about what they got going on. You got Golden State's always fun. Mm-hmm. You got Memphis has got John Morant, and they've got a really good team around them with Desmond Bang. They got Steven Adams. They got Mike Conley, I think. Conley's not not there. He's somewhere else. But they, they got a lot of really good places, I mean, pieces. And then that whole Anthony Davis, you know, John Morant matchup, Anthony Edwards, John Morant's matchup would be really cool. But other than that, I mean, even Phoenix, and I like watching Phoenix because Booker's great. Chris Paul's having a great year. Cam Johnson's there. Like DeAndre Ayton's good. Like they they have an awesome team. Um, and and here's the thing that's interesting to me is back back to the Eastern Conference is I if I'm in that seven eight, my ass wants to lose and get to the eight seed to play Miami because dude I hate Boston because they got Jason Tatum and we know where he went to school. Uh, he's he but Jason Tatum I like Jason Tatum I hate to say it he's a great player and yeah. seems like a good guy. Uh, Jalen Brown is really good. Uh, you know I hate Marcus Smart but they got Dice is back and and they got some good good pieces too. They are playing so well right now that if I'm Boston I mean if I'm Cleveland or, or Brooklyn I don't want to play Boston. Um, <clears throat> The Brooklyn Boston matchup would be electric though. Uh so anyway, that that's just there's so many good storylines. And then as you start getting down into it, like presuming that the top seeds advance, you're gonna have Memphis playing Golden State, which would be a hell of a series. And you probably have Dallas and whoever playing Phoenix, which wouldn't be that good of a series. Then you could potentially wind up, I mean, in a situation where you got either Brooklyn or Cleveland could compete with Miami the way they're playing right now. Um then Phoenix, Toronto, a great series. Milwaukee, Chicago, great series. And then Boston playing either the the Brooklyn or Cleveland, great series. And it only would get better from that. Milwaukee, Boston, Toronto or Philly, and whoever wins from Brooklyn, say, or, or Miami, there's just like a ton of potentially great matchups in the Eastern Conference. And to your point, whoever's going to show up in the finals is going to be different unless mm-hmm. it's Golden State. Um, but it's – Dude, there's there's a lot of storylines. There's a lot of like star power, and then there's a lot of like sophomores that are like going to make their careers. They're going to you know launch their careers um, this year in the playoffs. Man, there's like John Morant, Anthony Edwards, uh, you know guys like Donovan Mitchell. Utah's been around. Luca, um, you know some of these guys we talked about with Cleveland. So, dude, there's there's a ton of. Can 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 the Sixers get over it now that you know Embiid just went bananas all year? Like, how are they gonna are they gonna dud in the in the finals, Eastern Finals again, or what? So, I don't know, man. If you don't like the NBA, dude, it's time to get on board because ain't shit else to watch. So, I'll tell you this: sleep. There's one team in there. You look at that whole playoff scenario that probably should be in there. It's the biggest disappointment possibly in league history. 
you don't see the Lakers Mm-mm. in the playoffs. God, and, I got something going. I forgot all about my boy LeBron. And if you go to the preseason betting odds, they were the leader to mm. win. Um, talking about betting odds to win the NBA, you know, finals, and they were predicted to win uh, the whole thing, and not even in there. And then you saw Vogel, who got in a you know press conference. You know, it, it, I played for Vogel for four years, and. He is a great person and a really good dude, and I hate to see him in this position. Um, but it looks like he was just kind of management just said, oh, we're done talking to you, and then just put a statement out and said, hey, you're fired. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not even sure. You know, sometimes he may have got a – I don't know. He may have got a text. And yeah. Well, he said at the presser, somebody asked him because uh, what's his face? Woj mm-hmm. had reported that he was going to get fired. And that was the first time Vogel had heard of it. That's bullshit. I don't yeah. care what line of work you're in, whether you're the garbage man or the coach of the LA Lakers, dude, somebody in management's got to come and, and look you in the eyes and tell you what's next. And if if that's just bullshit. And I get that sometimes these sorts of things leak and there's, you know, it's <laughs> unintentional, but there's no excuse for that, man. And if I'm Vogel, I'm pissed. Yeah. And if I'm LeBron, I'm pissed. And if I'm these other guys that like, dude, the Lakers were such a shit show. It's hard to it's hard to understand what happened there. I mean, you can talk shit about Russell Westbrook, fine. You know, he didn't play to nearly what they thought they were going to get. But like if you look in retrospect, Dwight Howard Rajon Rondo, uh, Carmelo Anthony, like Anthony Davis. I look, man. I think AD is a great player. They won the championship with AD, and so it's, it's hard to really yeah, talk the shit lockout about. year. Yeah, but it's it, like yeah. he's never on the court. Yeah, they, you know the best availability is availability. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it I think just it's seems the best like, ability, but the best availability is also availability. Yeah, too. I mean, the guy's never available. Yeah. I mean, he's he's injured, and every time he gets touched, it looks like he just got hit <clears> by JJ <throat> um, Watts coming off. You know, the yeah, it just it was I like don't a Looney Tune. Yeah, like Anvil hit him in the head. I don't understand why he can't stay healthy, and you know, he's he's got to figure that out. I mean, he's got to hire a trainer and really work on his body in the off season. And I'm not saying he hasn't, and probably has had some bad luck, but I mean, it's for what the perception of him is, you know, it, he really hasn't played that much. Right. And I think the biggest thing that sums up the Lakers season is if LeBron James has essentially one of the best years of LeBron James's career and his team doesn't make the playoffs, that's a front office problem. I mean, dude, LeBron James was incredible all year, and he's not load managing. I mean, he's taking some nights off, and honestly, he got dogged a little bit for sitting out those. Dude, fuck that, dude. He has carried the team the whole damn season. I ain't playing if I'm LeBron James because every game I play now is just icing on the cake. Like, I'm not going to go out here and risk my body after I've been risking my ass every night to keep this sorry sack of basketballs afloat and uh and, and then go out there late in the season when it doesn't mean anything so i'm, I'm all for it but mm-hmm. it'll be interesting because i read a headline today said he didn't have anything to do with player personnel decisions he probably just sick of answering the questions but it the offseason is going to be interesting man because dude you're going to bring in a new coach uh clearly lebron's probably not going anywhere i mean if i'm lebron i'm trying to get back to cleveland at this point although you'd have to live there but um you know that whole thing about him saying he wants to play with his son is super weird because like I don't even, I don't even know if his, his son's like a top forty college recruit. Some, or something some like team that. will do it. Oh hell yeah! You tell me. You know, let's just say like let's Sacramento, <laughs> Orlando, 
Orlando 100%. gets LeBron. That would be depressing to watch yeah. LeBron James in Orlando. And then they take Bronny. And you know, I, I think, you know, in the Magic's defense, um, hey, the ticket sales are going to go right through the roof. Yeah, if you own a team, you want LeBron on it. It doesn't make that, you know, yeah. I could see some team doing the that. The Knicks trading away their farm to get. The, the Knicks are disappointing, too. I yeah. mean, last year we talked about them possibly being a contender, and I love Thibodeau, and Thibodeau is known for taking less talented teams and just having really good playoff runs and getting the most out of them. But I, I have no solution for the Knicks. I yeah. don't know why it's such a banged-up organization. Yeah, it's like Washington football. It's just like they, they got all the resources in the world. They got this, the spotlight, and then what they don't have is a winner ever. Mm-hmm. So it sucks. But uh, you know who does have a winner are the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So NHL playoffs starting pretty soon. Um, also, don't really uh, – <laughs> but for everything I felt like I just rattled off about the NBA playoffs, I know – handful of players on the canes all i know is if you're in raleigh and you don't haven't ever been to a playoff game go it is uh, tickets are about 10 times as much as they usually are but it is 20 times as electric we were there the other night it's the islanders and dude it was a snoozathon like canes are like the islanders i think suck and it's a one like Canes. There's nothing, nothing. I think after the first period, at some point in the second, the Islanders score the game. The whole way is like one nothing, and you're just sort of like start. I'm literally starting to doze. All the only thing keeping me awake is the fact that it's three below zero in there, and I'm like shivering myself uh, <laughs> into existence. And then with fifty some seconds left in the whole game, we score. Whole place just goes nuts, right? We're all freaking out. Finally, back from the dead. This is awesome. Going overtime, kick ass. Twelve seconds ago, Islanders score. Boom, game over. We all go home. Look like a bunch of dumbasses, and we parked up front, so we had to sit there for you know an hour and a half waiting to get the hell out of there. Um, but the Canes, dude, and the Canes are electric. They're really good. Our goaltender's good. We got Aho. We got Svechnikov. We got bunch of other people uh so dude i can't wait for the canes i don't think they're quite done with the regular season yet um but it is close dude i think the canes are might be leading the division dude i think they're leading the conference yeah dude the canes hey listen people i may not know one player number one in the conference yeah yeah so i don't know one player um i can't name them um but I will tell you this: Canes games are fun. Uh, go check them out. NHL hockey in general, playoff Second hockey is amazing. Go check it, man. It's a great place. So they're third in the NHL in points. The Avalanche have 110. The Panthers have 108. The Canes have 102. The Islanders, who we just lost to, I guess, are in the other conference. How are the Islanders? Uh, maybe they're not in the Western Conference. Where the hell are the? They're Islanders? in the Metropolitan. There they are. They're in our conference, and they suck. So they're 33-29. and 29. We're 47-18. So, we, yeah, we weren't supposed to lose that game, but we did. Our goal differential is 68. That's heavy. Uh, Panthers are 88, so that's pretty solid. They're 9-1 they're and one in their last 10. We're 5-3. and three. Uh boy. Uh, yeah, we have a third, third best goal differential. I mean, it's going to be fun. So it looks like I, guess, I don't know how the playoffs work. Um, like who plays who? So I'll just have to find the standing somewhere, <laughs> but or the 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 playoff bracket, NHL playoffs, twenty twenty two schedule. When does it start? Playoff. Uh, this website is 
bunch of TBDs on there. So, yep, you're going to have to uh, check your local listings. The regular season ends Friday, April 29th, and the playoffs start on May 2nd. Okay, so we got like 40 pods to go before that starts. Jump the gun a bit, but Canes, get your you know playoff packages ready because, dude, old Sleephawk Worldwide will be there. <clears throat> Sorry, man. Allergies are killing me. Um, sleep, I'll be there, and I'll be ready to go. Um, yeah, have a little bit of the – what are the beers called there? The brew – the storm brews. Yeah, storm brews. Remember that time we were there last year and some dude, they, they stopped selling beer at like sometime in the third period. And some dude had, I mean, these are tall boys. Oh, too. hopiums? Seven hopiums. Mm. Seven. And I mean, he just got up and walked out of there like he drank seven Gatorades. It was insane. Uh, I hope that guy's still alive. Yeah. Good um, God. But yeah, dude, playoffs electric. It's amazing to me how much fun playoff games are in hockey in particular. Basketball is also really fun. Actually, football, baseball, they're all pretty fun. But uh, but hockey is is one of those things that like everybody can get behind. So I can't wait. Um, I don't want to talk about the spring game. Spring game is boring. I didn't watch a minute of it. Nah, all I, I was going to say, the spring game is felt like the dead of winter. It was so cold. Um, you know, I saw a clip because I watched the news, and the news had it up there. I was like, ah. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I hope Drake May gets a spot quarterback. Yeah, they, they're talking that. about a uh, talking about a quarterback. Um, not controversy. That's not what I'm looking for. Uh, uh, competition. A duel would be. They should start calling them duels instead of competition. <laughs> uh, NCAA football preseason 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 rankings 2022. If I can get it before I sneeze. Uh, NCAA way too early preseason top 25. That's from January. There it goes. There it is. Um, I thought they would have had some like earlier ones or bleacher report. That looks like somebody we can trust. Let's see here. This is February. All right. Uh, NC State number 21. So much for trusting these guys. Wake Forest at 16. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. 15 to 11. We got Clemson. Are the heels in the top 10? Uh, are the heels in the top five? Dude, Bleacher no, Report there. doesn't have a fucking yeah, court. I told you, like I told you last year, dude, we're going to defeat win the national championship. Yep. So, you heard it here first. You got anything else, Big Hawk? Stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs>